One, two, three, boom! It is my favorite day of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I love that theme music. I would do cool. better than that. Every day of the week when we come back. All right, here we go. <laughs> Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business. Do it all right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz to schedule your time slot. And don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, here we are so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. And here I am wearing a polo. Our guest today discovered his lifelong passion, mostly on accident, while working a retail job and looking for work as a theater actor. Now, theater may be what he went to school for, but what was supposed to be a temporary job in a clothing store launched him into the world of fashion, and he hasn't stopped since. It was playing with colors and patterns to create attractive outfits that inspired him. And for nearly 20 years now, he's been putting that inspiration to work for him and for business professionals everywhere. His love for passion didn't end there, and now he's creating a fresh new way for you to catch your Z's. If you are lacking in the fashion game like I am, you will want to learn more about how our guests can make you look sharp, look fresh, and get your beauty sleep with style. Joining us today from Beanie Sleeper out of New York City, welcome to the show, Ben Wolf. Hey guys, thank you so much. Oh, you didn't give me the howl. I'm all over. I'm, I'm all it. over the double button here, dude. Just, just uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for the. I, got. I gotta tell you though, thanks for the howl. I've, uh, you know what? That was so high school, and I loved it. <laughs> because yeah, because you know, high school kids are, you know, that's how we roll in high school. So. Yeah, yeah. Then let's be honest. Let's be honest, man. I don't know about you, but I've ever grown up past mentally like okay i've gotten older uh, but mentally i can't say that i've grown up past high school i i kind of agree with that on many levels otherwise <laughs> i think sometimes we lose our creativity if we become too much of a grown-up dude totally i totally agree yeah. you know uh it, it's funny because you know first of all i'm gonna make you full screen show me what the beanie sleeper looks like absolutely so this is a beanie sleeper so a beanie sleeper is a beanie with a built-in sleep mask. It's also partially lined so it can keep you cool. So let me put this on and then I'll, if, if it's cool, I'll tell you about how I created it. Yeah. Absolutely. So basically this is a beanie sleeper. Lights the out. The built-in mask. 
It keeps your head warm without overheating. You can sleep on your side because there's low and low fabric. You can sleep on your back, whatever you like. So that's a beanie sleeper. Um, so, oh my God, are people applauding? Live studio audience, that's how we roll. <laughs> you guys, that's really hysterical. Yeah, so um, basically back in October of 2019, I was in the hospital for two weeks. Um, and during that time, I didn't get any sleep, which is really probably t most typical of uh, people who are in hospitals. You go there to get better, but you don't sleep. And one of the reasons was because it was incredibly bright, doctors coming in and out of the room, lights going on and off. And it was October and it was chilly and it was always cold in the hospital. The AC is running full blast and I couldn't sleep. But when I got out about two, it was, it was in there two weeks. So two weeks later, I was like, I can do better. Um, so that's when the idea of beanie sleeper came into my head because a regular sleep mask wouldn't work. So basically I created this just because I needed something. And that's kind of how beanie sleeper was born. Okay. So kind of like I got a need. I want to I want to hover on the whole concept of the idea, right? Because yeah, you know, I, one of the things I do with my students in class is every day they have to write for ten minutes, and this is a journaling activity because ideas are always going in our mind. We we have problems that we want to solve, and we solve the problem however it is that we see fit. You had the mm -hmm. same idea, and I'm wondering if you had a similar experience when you're bringing that product to fruition. Maybe you had a good idea, and you went and told the people you thought were the closest people to you, and this is what I mm -hmm. warn my students about. You're going to go and tell them, hey, I got this idea for this product, and they're going to look at you like, no, that's 100%. a little weird, right? That's a little 100%. weird. 100%. So it's really 100%. This is actually my third business as an entrepreneur, my third venture. Um, my first one was Redress, which is what the intro was about, about how I was styling um, business executives for many, many years until 2008 when the economy failed and all my clients were fired. So I had to pivot and I pivot to a, um, I basically Pivot! Took the <laughs> Perfect, Dan. <laughs> You guys are killing me. And um, I did I did the uh, pivot. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So I did that and I created a software company uh, and we built an outfit recommendation engine called Faster Pants. And basically that was taking men's pieces, men, different pieces of men's clothing, putting it into a machine and perfectly matched outfits come out on virtual mannequins. But the reason why I'm saying that is because I, I learned from that I spent 50 grand building something that nobody wanted, mm. right? So that case, I asked all the people I thought I should ask and got all the wrong answers. So what I did with Beanie Sleeper is I said nothing to no one and I just made it because I wanted to make sure I was hitting the right people. And who are those people? People who were gonna pay money for it. That's the people I, I needed to find out about. The other time, there's mostly like people who just had opinions. Yes. If that makes sense. Oh, that totally makes sense. That totally makes oh, sense. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. That's true. And, 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 and that's, you know, it's funny because we play those clips and there are a lot of kids who, uh, who well, I, I call them kids, but younger uh, adults that yeah. come on the show and they have 100%. no clue. They've never seen Spaceballs before or have <laughs> no idea who John Candy is or anything like that. So it's kind of, it's, it's kind of cool. I don't know. Do you, have you, do you ever watch Star, uh, Spaceballs? Oh my God. Yeah, totally. Joan Rivers was in that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. May the Schwartz be with you. Of course. Who doesn't love okay. Mel Brooks? Just for Mel Brooks, my God. 
Well, he's all into merchandising. That's not where of you're course. at. So, let's get back to the let's get back to the beanie sleeper. So you have this idea, you mm-hmm. secretly put it together. How do you yeah. go out and find a market? How do you know? Like, you know, who want who, who yeah. is not sleeping, in other words, right? Because everybody well, sleeps, but who needs a, a beanie so, sleeper? That's it's really interesting. Finding product market fit is a challenge. So Basically, I had so there was what was in my head, and then there was reality. So, what was in my head prior to COVID? And I'm going to say this because there was I had a different thing in my head on March 15th, which completely shifted on March 16th. Right. So, on March before March 15th, travel. You know, you're going to be on a plane. Wear mm-hmm. beanie sleeper. It's freaking cold on a plane, and then you can sleep. Or you're going to be in a college dorm. Right. You're going. People are going to college or definitely just regular sleep or napping or something like that. But then March 16th happened and nobody was traveling, nobody was in colleges anymore. The whole world fell apart. So I had to figure out what am I gonna do? I have a thousand beanies that I purchased so I could sell them to this market that now doesn't exist. So something happened. So I first, I know. Sorry, sorry. If, you had a, if you had a clip of Debbie Downer, I would completely like fall <laughs> off my chair, fall off my chair laughing right now. Oh, well, we don't. That would be awesome. <laughs> so basically, I started uh, selling on Etsy, and it really wasn't going that well. But I was looking at what the keywords for people who were searching for my beanie sleeper were, and this thing came up called Chemo Beanie. Mm. chemo beanie i didn't have any clue what that was but apparently there's a whole line of hats that people who are going through chemotherapy will wear like women will wear something that's called the turban it's so that they you know they're bald they don't people we lose they lose their hair and also when you're in undergoing chemotherapy and you're sitting in your chair and you're you have the stuff going in you're there for literally six to eight hours Mm. and you're usually in a bright room right so I started thinking, what about these folks? And I started reaching out. I started doing cold emailing. And I happened to cold email uh, mastectomyshop.com, was one of many. And the woman who owns it, her name is Beth, she emailed me back. I basically emailed her my story of my hospitalization. And I emailed her really bad photos of Beanie Sleeper and me in the Beanie Sleeper. Oh, they were awful. But she emailed me back saying, wow, I wish this was around my daughter was in the hospital. Mm. So instantly we had a connection. And because of that, I started to view differently about who could wear beanie sleeper, who might, who it might help. And it turns out that my early adopters are people going through chemotherapy. And those are my client, my customers today. I sell mostly wholesale, uh, like mastectomyshop.com, a fitting experience down in Margate, Florida, Med About You 2 on Amazon. Um, Cure Diva. I actually only have one store that bought it for sleep. So, I mean, it's a fine pillow, which is an amazing store, but they, the majority of my customers are in this space of um, cancer recovery, chemotherapy, that kind of a thing. So I kind of found them or we found each other really by chance. That's a that's an amazing story because there's there's a lot of people when they get started with the business they come to that hurdle of I can't find clients and mm-hmm. they quit they walk away they don't mm-hmm. they don't figure out the solution because you knew there was a market you knew this was needed mm-hmm. uh, you just didn't know exactly who needed it or where that niche was going to come from mm-hmm. uh, when when you had those thousand uh, 
orders, well, well the, the thousand uh, beanie sleepers that you made, and yeah. you realized that it wasn't being sold very well on Etsy. Walk me through that feeling as an entrepreneur. Like, you know, what, what does that feel like to basically fail, hit a loss, right? Hit a road bump. hundred percent. I'll tell you, it's really frightening because as a bootstrapper and all the younger people you're talking to need to know that when you're bootstrapping, it's your dime. It's your money, your equity, your, not just like you have an idea, but it's what you put behind it. So yeah, that was a, a thousand beanies. It was $7,500 that I had on the line. That's a lot of money to me. <laughs> That's a lot mm -hmm. of money. And it, I was pretty, um, I will say this, I was concerned, but I, I wasn't down. I didn't think of it as a failure. I thought, it was a chance to pivot or persevere. And I gotta tell you, entrepreneurs hear that a lot, pivot or persevere, but it is a real thing. It's a real thing you have to do. And if you're doing it, your work right, you're doing it almost every day because you're always given choices and opportunities and you're basically gonna have two paths, this one or that one. And whichever one you go down, that's the one you're going down. Um, so yeah, I had it was a pivot or persevere moment and I just decided when this came up, the chemo beanie idea came up, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go with it because that's what's in front of me. That's what's making sense. If something else were to come in front of me that made more sense, chances are I would have gone with that. But this is what happened. This was in front of me and this was the path I was gonna go down. Yeah. So when uh, when you got into this business, was it like a side hustle, like something that you did on top of your regular work, or did yeah. you burn the bridges behind you and said, I'm going all in on this thing? Well, this is what's so interesting. If this were to happen in any other year than COVID, it would have been a side hustle, right? Because I had a full-time gig. I was actually working for Brooks Brothers, which doesn't exist anymore. But I had actually just started working for Brooks Brothers. I, I was at another place for seven years as a manager. I started working for Brooks Brothers. And three months later, right, COVID happened. So technically, I would have been doing this on my off hours, on my lunch break, on my phone in Subway going, what do you know, I have a sandwich and what do I need to do? But I really kind of took advantage of COVID in the sense that you know, unemployment kicked in, we had the extra benefit. So I didn't feel as stressed out about money as I normally would have been had I not had a job in the first place. So because of that, I think I'm about a year ahead of where I would have been had I been doing my nine to five job. So mm. I, I took the opportunity of being at home, being kind of grounded to get with my factory, to get my website working, to get all this other stuff going, to get all of my ducks in a row so that I can sell my product. I did not sit around. I was like, this, this opportunity may never come around again where I'm being paid to be at home. Mm. And I took advantage of it full on, full stop. How did your previous education kind of help you in that? Or did you have a previous education? Because I'm assuming you didn't get a master's degree in building beanies, right? Or, or in fashion oh, no. or something like that, right? My, so my degree's in theater. No, 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 no. My degree's in theater. Here's what I learned about my, my acting was that I really, and this is my mistake, I relied on other people to get me work, mm -hmm. right? That's totally different as an entrepreneur. You, can, you rely on yourself to get you money to get you work. 
And that's kind of how I look at entrepreneurship now. My last two companies, I learned a hell of a lot from, especially with Faster Pants, because I learned how important it is to listen to the right people. And by meaning that you have to know, have a lot of confidence in yourself to know when something isn't right. When somebody is saying something that you're like, mm, some, mm, no, you, that's when you got to put the brake on and go, thank you and move on to the, uh, to the right people. And I think that's really scary for a lot of, especially new entrepreneurs, because there's a lot of hanger honors, if that's even a word, people who love entrepreneurs. People who love being around entrepreneurs because they love being around the creativity, but they don't really have anything to offer other than their fandom. Or We're not worthy! We're not worthy! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But that's really what happened to me. I got caught up in, in that, thinking that these people would move the ball forward for me. And man 50 grand later even like six months prior to me turning to folding faster pants i knew i should have gotten out but i was like one more try four thousand dollars later i still built something that nobody wanted <laughs> and that's that's common though that happens a lot more often than, than people think it's it's it, you know we we fall in love with the idea of a product that we're making never taking into consideration whether somebody's actually going to buy it it might be the best product ever invented that solves you know a problem the prob the, the issue with that is it solves a problem that nobody else really has That's or really, yeah. do, you're not able to market that uh you know in in uh, i want to kind of uh, do a little bit of a pivot here um, you know, with the cost of a college degree today compared to like when I was going to college back, you know, mm -hmm. 20 years ago, uh, I'm starting to really try to weigh the options here. If you were starting today, if you were, you know, graduating high school, starting your life out today, how much emphasis would you weigh on college versus going out and having a job and getting experience? I'll say this. If I knew then what I know now, I would not have gone to college. I really would have come to New York and just started studying acting, to be honest with you. I would have taken all of that money for a worthless piece of paper and I would have put it towards that. I think that would have been a better use, almost like vocational training, right? Does that make sense? And that's kind of how I view entrepreneurship. I, I kind of find it fascinating that colleges offer degrees in entrepreneurship. I really find that bizarre because it, it's kind of like, you know, a degree in styling. I'm like, it's about your taste. You can't get a degree in taste. You, <laughs> you have, I just don't understand things like that. But honestly, if somebody were to come to me and say, you know, I want to be an actor and I'm going to go to this school, I'm not going to tell them not to. I'm just going to say, in my experience, I would take that money and go study at Stella Adler, go study Meisner Technique, go study at somewhere that you can be in it. And that's as an entrepreneur, I put myself in it. I'm in meetups or I'm on I'm online here or I'm talking to my factory or I'm talking to uh, retailers to get them to buy my product. Or right now I'm working with Ronald McDonald House because I'm trying to get Beanie Sleeper to the moms and dads who, who are just aching for time to sleep, worrying about their kids. So I'm, I'm working on these fundraisers with Ronald McDonald House. I'm working with like um, uh, cancer centers and infusion therapy centers. So, you know, you got to be in it. It's not enough. You know, entrepreneurship is not a spectator sport on any level. I don't really care what your level of success is. I guarantee you the Steve Jobs of this world didn't go, 
Well, now that I have the iPod. You know, they don't do things like that. It's always about what's next. And then it's throwing himself in headfirst to the deep end. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny because I agree with you. The the idea of a, of a degree in entrepreneurship. Now, there are things that you can learn specifically yeah. accounting, right? Taxes and things that you should maybe not be an expert in when you're in business, but have a good idea and be able to speak that language because it is at the end of the day, your bottom sure. line, it's your net and you need to understand how, how that business works. But uh, but that that experience goes a long way. I mean, you, you don't, in our conversation, you didn't really talk about my years in college. You talked about your experience in the first business venture, the first failure that you had. Absolutely. I don't know about most, uh, you know, a, a lot of entrepreneurs, but in my own personal story, my biggest business failure was also my greatest education. I learned so much in failing there because I was in it. Like you were saying, I actually took that step. I took that leap, whether it was full force or whatever it was. I had success early, which I made me think like I was a genius. Uh, mm -hmm. And then in that crash, when everything went down, I was yeah. like, well, I didn't know. <laughs> like There was nothing that I understood in business. Yeah. Now I know what I want to do next. When is the next time? Can I come up to bat one more time? Can I try it again? Because this time I want to do things different. Do you have a similar feeling oh, experience? Well, let, me, let me say this. So it cost me $50,000 to realize that nobody wanted what I was selling. I spent under $500 developing Beanie Sleeper, including my first 10 pieces to test to see if anybody would buy it. That's insane. That's, but that's what you get when you understand that it's not about building the next best thing. It's about do people want to buy it? Mm -hmm. Do people want to buy it? Because unless people are willing to put down their dollars, it, it, it's, you know, if a tree falls in a forest and nobody's around to hear it, doesn't make a noise. Well, if you have a product, nobody's going to put money on it. Is it even real? So mm -hmm. I had those. So my biggest failure was my biggest gain with this business. 500 bucks led me to understand where my market was and who wanted it and how much they were willing to pay for it. You know, I, I, I have a wholesale price and a retail price. I didn't spend days and hours and weeks thinking this up. It's what happened in the market. You know why? Because somebody said, what's your wholesale price? I said it was this. And they were like, okay. Yeah, whoops. Is that too? And then there's and, a chance. <laughs> exactly. But that's honestly because how many times are you in Clubhouse or you want to meet up and people are like, I don't know what to charge for this. I'm like, Go you know how you ask? You know how you know? Charge something. Mm -hmm. Charge mm -hmm. ten bucks for an app. Charge a dollar. If people pay for it, charge them three next time. See what the market will bear. If you say ten and people balk, okay. Seven it is. I mean, if you're going to be amazed at how fast you learn those types of things. You're just going to be amazed. That doesn't that doesn't go well with what I learned in school, though. In school, it was I need yeah. to get it done so I can get an A or I can get a B. And if I don't do my work, because right now we're at the end of school year, right? If I don't do my work, maybe I can go up to the teacher and say, hey, what can I do yeah. to get uh, whatever, whatever? Those skills are not transferable. That kind of negotiation is not transferable. What you're explaining right there is, mm -hmm. guess what? I went out, I tried it, and I didn't do well. 
but it's okay. I tried it again and guess what? I still didn't do well. And I went out and I tried it again and guess what? I got a little bit better, but eventually I got to the point where I understood what it was that mm -hmm. I needed to do to be successful. What about any additional work? Like that's just pricing. What about picking up the phone? What about going to networking events? What about trying to talk to people, getting through gatekeepers, finding the decision makers? How much time and effort do you put into doing that? Well, I'll tell you, um, you do put in quite a bit. Because you're, you know, networking has a really bad connotation because it implies I get something, you get something, right? It's an equal exchange. When the real, the best, the best networking is where what can I do for you? Mm -hmm. Full stop. What can I do for you? And then let a relationship grow, right? So be, prior to COVID, you know, I go to a lot of networking events and I would introduce myself to people. And if we had a connection, we'd, we'd connect on LinkedIn or something. And I ask them things. You know, I got to say, I do have my own my own podcast called Sleeping with Ben. And I do it. It's on IG Live and on Spotify. Today I had... Great I did, name, uh, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but today, and this is really relevant because my guest today was the former uh, pro wrestler Brimstone. Um, this guy is literally a force of nature. But the topic of our conversation was asking for what you want, hmm. which is so foreign to entrepreneurs and to many people. And the reason I brought that up is because I met him on, on um, I met him in Clubhouse and he gave me some great advice and I reached out to him on Instagram and I said, thank you for the great advice. Would you like to be on my podcast, Sleeping With Ben? And he's like, yes. Simple. What? Here is this guy who, who doesn't know me from Adam. He has like 55,000 followers on Instagram. He has this big name recognition. He has the Grindhouse, which is his podcast. He has all of this. And here he is responding to me because I did what I asked. Mm. I asked. I, I also coach a lot of new entrepreneurs, newbies. And I'm always telling them, listen, people will want to help you for no other reason than they want to help you. And it's such a foreign concept to them. And I'm not sure why that is, but it, I, I'm like, if you ask, I asked to be on this podcast. Yes. I asked, you guys don't know me. You didn't come to me. I asked, I'm like, can I be on your podcast? And you're like, yeah. Hell yeah. Now, if you That's know what, what you're worth, I go out and get what you're worth. Exactly, Rocky. This is exactly what we're talking about. You know, I, but, I you know what I think yeah. it is. It, the you know, most of us think the world revolves around us, and then you know, to be honest, in our own mind, it really does. It re the world really does revolve around you. The the key to understanding is if you want your world to be bigger, if you want your life to be grander, if you want your product mm -hmm. to be bigger, then you get out of your own mind and go out and meet new people, conversate, ask for what you want. The world does revolve around you because at the end of the day, when you're here, when you're awake, that's the only time that life actually exists for you. But when you go out and make an impact, when you go out and help people, that is value. That's what people, I don't think, quite understand. I think when they think about networking, when they think about going out, it's really it's really all about me. Right? Here's it's, my it's business card. For me. Here's my yes. business card. Exactly. Here's my, my favorite thing, I'm looking for a CTO. And I'm like, really? When I hear that, I'm not when I'm looking for a co-founder, what they're really saying is I'm looking for somebody to code. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I tell these people, I'm like, listen, you're you need to put some skin in the game. Go hire somebody to build your MVP and then go. Mm -hmm. Show that you're willing to to risk. If I'm not mistaken, entrepreneur means risk in French, I believe, or risk taker. 
if I'm not mistaken. I could be totally wrong. Google me, call me out. I'm okay with that. (laughs) But in my world, entrepreneur means risk taker. But that's kind of the idea that um, it is a lot of learning as you go. It's a lot of, um, you know, hurry up and wait. It's a lot of two step back, one step forward kind of thing. But, you know, if you, if you're a believer, then you're gonna, something's gonna happen. You know, I'm hoping that Beanie Sleeper takes off. I'm really hoping that. I would love for this to be my full-time gig, but I don't know. I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing and I'm gonna meet people. I meet people so many times through meetups. I have met such amazing people through using meetup. Um, I have a great group of people in Rochester, New York, in Peoria, Illinois, in Seattle, uh, in Seattle, Washington. I have met so many amazing people who are want nothing more than to help. Mm. And it just comes with putting yourself out there and asking 100%. those questions. So 100%. speaking of speaking of an ask, uh, you yeah. know, you you have your own podcast. You've been a guest on other podcasts. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you for some feedback. What do you think of our show? The way we designed, the way we put it out. Oh, dude, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, I one thing I love. I mean, I don't know if there's any better compliment than it's fun. That you, uh, yeah, I think your questions are great. I like that it's free flow. Um, you know, um, that it could go any which way. I don't know if you're going to edit this, but that's what I love about it. And you got, you're great. And um, your co-host is great. He got, did, did I scare him? Was I frightened? No, no, no. He always does that. His, his, his bit is always the fire. Oh, there he and is. Then, and then he does. I thought he, he was worried. Thing. I was, I thought he was going to be worried. I was going to try and get him, you know, to sleep with them. It's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. Always Anything's up for possible. new cut buddies. We're good. Right? I'm telling you, it's so funny. One of my taglines is "Come for the chat, stay for the cuddle." Nice. I literally do. I sh- I actually shoot it in my bedroom, and I have a beanie sleeper on. I have pillows behind me, and half the time, my guests are either in their bed or on his couch with a beanie sleeper. I send them in their PJs, and uh, one in the afternoon because what else do we do at one in the afternoon? But you know, cuddle. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> how is your how's your podcast helped you as far as getting new reach, meeting new people, getting your product exposure? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I'm not a big fan of selling on my podcast, you know. But my intro, I do say I'm Ben from Beauty Sleeper, and this is what I created. And at the end, I do say if you want to buy one, you can go here to buy one for a friend or family member. So I do do that. But mostly, my favorite thing about the podcast is I get to meet interesting people. I mean, it's so funny. Brimstone is kind of like the only celebrity I've ever interviewed. Normally, it's like my last guest from... So last week, my guest was a really wonderful young woman named um, Mags Bujalski. It's hard to say her name. But she is uh, she uh, survived stage four lymphoma at age 22. And now Ooh. she's like this powerhouse of positivity. She's gorgeous she's all into fitness and we had the most amazing time but I, I found out something about her i found out when that spark of positivity happened and it wasn't it wasn't after the cancer it was really before because she had that in her all along but having that cancer really turned everything up to 11. Mm. right yeah. i love that about finding that out about people when did that thing happen because i know for me my whole thing as an entrepreneur happened in my 40s. I didn't have, I wasn't the kid with a lemonade stand. Yeah. I what that wasn't me. My dad was my first entrepreneur at 50. My dad started his very first business and didn't stop until he 
unfortunately died five years ago. But that's mm -hmm. kind of the entrepreneur that I've seen. And that's kind of the thing I find in all of my guests. There's always that something that, that you may not even think about that sparked it. And that's what I love finding out about my guests. Not just that, that I love the ability to just develop new relationships. You never know where it's going to go. You don't, oh, you don't know 100%. the stories that come on, the message that 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 resonates with people. It might, you know, you might have a story that that's interesting, but it doesn't really resonate with me. But because it's mm -hmm. live, because it's on Facebook and YouTube and Twitch yeah. and Twitter and all these different places, your message could hit somebody like you know, like a, a, a ton of bricks and just like really knock them down and be like, you know what, that's who I want to connect with. You don't know how many ancillary connections we're making because of these things. We're literally, it's almost really like, true. for me, it's like almost the reality TV thing. I, you're just seeing every interaction that I have with new people every single day. That's to me super awesome. I don't know. There's some people who drive in their car and listen to music all day long. And I've done that, but there's also people who, you know, pop on back in my day, pop, on, pop uh, some, some talk radio. And now we get the idea of being able to do that. Exactly. With a bunch of different shows and a bunch of different personality types with different stories. I don't know. For me, it's been uh, quite the adventure. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. I've never, I, it's just such an opportunity to really bond with somebody um, in a way that you, can normally do, I mean, I don't know what it is, but it's something about just getting to somebody's core or at least to what they'll show me, their, their authentic self. I know that word gets thrown around authenticity and authentic, but it is a really good word. And I love the fact that I, like right now, I mean, I don't really know you, but I feel we do have a connection because the conversation is so easy. Mm -hmm. There's no pretense anywhere. It's just, two guys kind of talking about Beanie Sleeper and talking about the business bros and I don't know, that kind of stuff. I was going to say sleeping with Ben, sleeping with Ben. I'm telling you, it's just all, it's very, very cool. It's really super cool. I love it. Well, I know we touched on it uh, throughout the, throughout the show, mm -hmm. but if people want to get a hold of you, if they want to work with you, listen to your podcast, how can they get, sure. a, get a hold of you or find you? Absolutely. So first of all, um, at Beanie Sleeper is Instagram and Facebook. Please DM me. If you want to be a guest on my show, I would love it. I find everybody interesting. I haven't yet to find somebody who's not interesting, but absolutely at Beanie Sleeper. Um, definitely my website is beaniesleeper.com. You could email me beaniesleeper at gmail.com. Um, there's a theme here. Beanie Sleeper is everywhere. I heard somebody say on, I heard somebody say on, um, Clubhouse. Hi. Okay. This is Ben. I'm finished and always be branding or something like that. You know how they always say I'm finished mm -hmm. after they're done speaking. You know, uh, this is Ben. Always be branding. That's how they end it. I don't know. I loved it. Well, why not? Why not? I mean, well, well, to I, be honest I, with you, I'm wearing my shirt. I'm going to be um, at a at a pop up this weekend at, in um, Artisan Fleas in Brooklyn. In the and I bought stuff so I could advertise because I'm just a, I'm the solopreneur here. I have to advertise on the cheap. Oh, I understand, man. I'm, I'm that guy that wears his face on his own shirt. So I, I totally get dude, it. I know where you're coming from, dude. I, know I actually made from. sure. I actually pushed my chair back far enough so that the cam I could be in the camera. Because normally <laughs> I'm literally two feet away from my desk. But I, th I think it's just so important that Beanie Sleeper is everywhere. Because, listen, here's the thing. I want I, – if I don't sell Beanie Sleeper, I can't continue to do what I do. Mm -hmm. Period. Full stop. I want to help Ronald McDonald House, but I have to still sell beanie sleepers. I know I can make money and do good at the same time. It is possible. I've seen it done. 
Yeah, and I, I think your product is is definitely speaking to that. You're you're in a niche community or in in, in a nice little niche where your product is actually anybody could use it. It doesn't everybody oh, who's honestly, which happens to be every human being on earth. But the fact that you're 100%. that you're so niche that that market has there's a lot of things. I mean, you can do them in pink, and you can do you know with the breast cancer yeah. society. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of different things Absolutely. that you can do in your space in that small niche, and you're really in a blue ocean, right? I mean. When you think about beanies, you don't think about cancer. It's just like they don't really go together, but you found a way to make that work. And that's a, that's an amazing niche to be in. And you can take, you know, you can sell them in bulk. You can sell them in, at, at, uh, where you can take a portion goes to a specific proceed. Like you can, there's a lot of different things that you can do that are profitable and beneficial to society. So I, you know, I commend you. I think you're doing some amazing things, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's become, you know, I wasn't in the hospital for cancer, but I do know what it's like to be in a hospital. And I do know what it's like to not get rest. And I do understand that whole bit. So on that level, I can relate. But other than that, I just think, you know, I'm a big believer in Simon Sinek's Start With Why. Have you read that mm. book? Yes, I mean, it's, it's just, if, or his TED Talk. I'm a real believer in following your, finding your why and following it. My first why was literally because I needed it. Why did I make it? Because I needed it. This is what I wanted. And then I'm hoping other people. But now that I found like a group of people who need it as well, this has now become my why. I'm doing this now because I really believe I can make a difference. I can bring a bit of comfort to somebody going through the unimaginable. Um, I mean, I actually, I just lost my best friend of 25 years to, um, he died from lymphoma literally Mm -hmm. about two and a half weeks ago. Thank you very much. And I, I, I know I, I actually sent him a couple beanie sleepers and I know it helped him. Yeah. However it helped him. Yeah. Even if it was just because I gave them to him. But that's kind of, you know, it's reaching out to somebody, it's touching somebody in, in such a way that is just that actually also drives me. It's just I don't even know how to describe it. Um other than that, I I'm on, I'm on the right path. I know I'm on the right path and I'm going to keep down this until, you know, as uh, Michael Miklowitz would say, the biggest pumpkin in my patch. Two books if you that know, I love right there. If you know, yeah, if you know the, pumpkin oh, the pumpkin plant. Yeah, the pumpkin absolutely. Plant. Seriously, that book is my, it's first my Bible. I love for it. For anybody, anybody out there, pick up that book. Just read the intro. Read the first chapter. If you're an entrepreneur, almost everything he says at the very beginning of that book, you're going to be like, holy crap, he's talking about me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly and I'll tell you, his audible is really good. He's a really good narrator. He oh, is yeah. so much fun. Oh, yeah. yeah, I did. I like. I love Audible because I'm in New York, so I'm always walking around on a subway. Same. So I, I, I love. Are you in New York? No, I'm in San Diego. We're oh, clear across dude. the country from each other. Yeah, I actually went to school in San Diego. So nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, San Diego State. No, USIU in San Diego. It's oh. gone now. It's now something else. But this was like a millennium ago. I'm like, this was like a thousand years ago, but I, I love saying I know. I, most of us who were born, you know, in the 1900s, we can, we can talk about some stuff that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> right, oh dude. my God. That's too funny, but that's really, dude, really I'm true. telling you, that's what the, my kids and, and students say the same thing or, or, oh you know, uh, we're in 2021. So now when you go get ID'd for, for a drink, you just lift it up. They're like, Oh, I'm okay. I saw the 19 on there. So, you know, you brought right. 19 oh. you're all right. You're or good. what's worse is when they don't even ask for an ID. Seriously, oh, that's what happens seriously. when you uh, Ever have since, no hair. Like, I don't get ideas very much. Listen, more. man, I've been gray since I've been gray since I was eighteen. Thank you, Dad. 
And I was coloring my hair all the time because I'm trying to be an actor and I have gray hair at 20. What? That makes no sense. But now I kind of do this kind of faux hawk thing and just shave it. Excuse me, just shave it all down. Yeah, I, I just own it. I just own it. All right, so, ladies yeah. and gents, speaking of owning it, I know we've gone past our time, but it's just such a good oh, conversation, yeah. such a great product, and in helping out such a a community that absolutely needs it. Whether, Like like you said, whether yeah. it's just a, a warm, uh, keeping a warm head or just warming their heart because of the, the gift. Yeah. If you guys know somebody who's going through something like that and you guys want to reach out, just reach out to Ben. And James, can you throw the uh, Instagram on the screen one more time? But it's at Beanie Sleeper and you can find like once you know the Instagram, you pretty much know the website and you know every other social media that you can find it out there because it's all in one spot. Great marketing, by the way, Ben. <laughs> if you want to check out Ben's uh, show, it's called Sleep With Ben. Go ahead and check it out. I'm sure you're on Spotify, Apple, all those Every, different places. I, everywhere. I am. I am everywhere. Like a like a fungus. I'm everywhere. Perfect. Sleep with Ben <laughs> like the fungus. That's what he's. Oh yeah. Let's let's have my mother hear this. That's Sleep great marketing. Ben. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just say thank you. I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You guys, both of you, are just hysterical and amazing. I love the use of space balls. That kills me. And that was. Brilliant. I got. I got. Uh, I got. We got to drop one more for you. Then uh, the reason Please. why you're you're in business. We're not just doing this for money. We're doing it for a shitload of money. There you go. I, right. That's the reason I, why we did it. I would love a shitload of money if I could say that without <laughs> being bleeped. Show me the money. That's right. That's right. All right, ladies and gents. See, we love to have fun on our day. S H I T. So happy it's Thursday. Today's oh, Wednesday. Oh, dang, it is Wednesday. Oh, we got my days oh, all mixed up. Well, you guys get an early one then tomorrow. You get more of that HIT. There we go. All right, guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. All right. Thanks, We're everybody. Out. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.